Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode, I believe it's 45 of the podcast. We mm. are back and uh, it's some exciting times. You've probably had time to play some some games of 10th edition. How are you finding it so far? Uh, let's get into it. How are you finding it so far, Chris? I am having an okay time. I mean, it does help that I have uh, playing Elder. So I've not actually lost yet. Um, but I'm sure that will change on Sunday. But no, from what I can see, basically you shoot people off the board whilst scoring cards. So um, it's a pretty simple game so far. I don't see what the fuss is about. The funny thing is, my perception on Eldar are definitely skewed because I've been taking worse units using rules that nerf them because the rules that we're using for our Index League and playing so, some of just like incredible players and then occasionally losing a game I'm like see eldar aren't that good and then I go, Hold on. there's no wraith knight in this list is there <laughs> i think that makes a little bit of a difference but we uh we do have some some changes coming this week we have heard so hopefully look, looking forward to that one because, the same uh, with Pucks, isn't it i know i am anyway i'm just waiting for these changes before i actually start properly focusing on how I want to run uh, lists in tournaments. and that Which is a slight problem, because we have an RTT this it week. It is a slight problem, yes. Yeah, but we'll get into that. We'll get into the invitational that we're attending. Uh, how about you, Lewis? How are you finding? <laughs> I did invite myself to it, to be fair. How are you finding Gen Edition, I think that's Lewis? how it works. Yeah, it's, it's an well, invitational. Well, I have played a... <laughs> I have played a grand total of zero games of 10th edition, but mm. to my right, I have a Tyranid list ready mm -hmm. to go. The internet is telling me Tyranids are bad, therefore I am getting involved and I'm going to make Tyranids good. That's Could we not have got someone else, Chris? Like, this guy hasn't even played any games. What's he talking about? Well, I know. This is scrub level, this is. Come on. <laughs> it, is, it is disgraceful behaviour. How dare you have a real life and, you know etc etc uh i myself haven't actually been playing many games recently because i've been playing elder and it doesn't feel particularly worthwhile i did play a fun game into gse and by fun i mean i killed every model in his army apart from one at least twice some things i killed three times uh there was one ridge runner that didn't die even though i tried to charge it with a wraith knight at the end of the the turn you know the last turn uh, and i lost that game because gse are wild i think once the Wraith Knight goes, though, Eldar probably have less issues into them because you've got a lot more points to put into things that score and win you the game as well as tabling your opponent. So, hot take, Wraith Knights are the thing that lost me that game. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Genuinely, me and Tom talked it through. And we were like, yeah, I think if you had the list that you were playing with, you know, the 10 Wraith Guard, that probably would have been a lot better, which would have been interesting to see. Mm. All right. Well, I guess we... Uh, we have some content out at the moment. Have you got a, a quick content roundup for us, Chris? I do indeed, yes. Yeah. So um, as you all know, we've been hitting up the old um, index in depths, and um, they've been going down pretty well, I'd say, um, getting quite a lot of nice comments and um, views and that sort of thing. So um, yesterday we dropped the first um, demon one from Franco, who's re-recording the second one at the moment because... Um, sound quality is a bit of an issue um and then we've also got um ones for all about um tyranids and gsc and drukari and coming this week we've got ones on knights um and guard as well 
Um, so um, we've got that to look forward to. And then on top of that, um, Jack is taking over from Aaron with the Expanding Empire series. And he's done a video called the good all about the good the bad and the ugly units of tau and he's going to be producing more content for us there so um yeah we're trying to put out some form of content pretty much every day at the moment um so yeah keep an eye out for upcoming indexes over this week and then we're about to talk about something happening on sunday and we'll probably do a video on like a vlog video of that and then put that up as well because that could be quite good fun absolutely imperial night one you are gonna have to be prepared i only mentioned the valiant about 45 times in the first <laughs> index in depth um, and i've actually come up with some combos for the second part of the index which i haven't recorded yet which don't include valiants in the list so for those of you who want prime valiant content there's only a little bit of it so for those of you who actually want to take your night seriously hopefully there's still some good stuff in there for uh, for everyone who is also a Valiant lover, I've recorded the Chaos Knight. I've done part one and two because I've you know I got my shit locked down. Not <laughs> to, uh... <laughs> um, but I also mentioned the Knight Tyrant several times. So if you want to see the better version of the Valiant, Ooh. come on down, join the Dark Gods. We've got whichever sin you know floats your boat whether it's um, <laughs> murder <laughs> disease <laughs> lust or uh, um, which is i think zinch so i breeze past that one because this is uh obviously a pg family friend um, show, yeah. Yeah, yeah pg show uh, that's why i don't swear any of that shit no, we never uh, <laughs> can the tyrant can the tyrant take weapon combinations from both the valiant and the castellan uh, you, yes but the weapon combination is you take both of them so you you just have the same loadout is what I'm trying to say. Oh, You'll boring. get to. You can take the harpoon and the volcano lance and all the flamer and the plasma thing. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why have you? Did you just like? You can't take <laughs> the worst weapon on the valiant. Hold <laughs> on. Excuse me. I'll have two of those flamers. Thank you very much. I don't know if you've heard Ooh. about towering. That is uh, mm, pretty spicy. Although we are a double to flamer some, with. Yeah, we're looking to see yeah. some changes on that as well. Games Workshop have said. Um, I haven't watched the video that they said it, but when I did the stream on uh, Friday where I went through, you know, the, the reveals of the day, one of the viewers very helpfully went and checked for me because I, I ain't watching that shit. Um, so big, big thanks to all the viewers. <laughs> someone, someone just doing my job for me. Big yeah, fan of that. Fan oh, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well i guess we should probably talk about not only do we have an exciting event coming up next week we had some exciting events this week do you want to uh do you want to take your section of that chris yeah absolutely so um i didn't play however we did have some guys in action um and we had scrivo at st albans we got to take his um dark angels out for spin um we had Aaron and Davey who are over in Spain, mm. um, you know, pushing out, they're creating those international relations. Um, and I think the plan is they're going to be back. Um, they're going to talk about it later on, further down the line. Sounds like I had an amazing time and amazing tournament. Um, and yeah, they, they're really keen to share their kind of their um, experiences there. So that'll be later on. Um, and then we also had some doubles players. So we have quite a lot of success in the past with doubles events. Um, um, and this time there was another one run by the Battlefield Birmingham guys. 
So we had Mark and Dave, and we had the two Jamies. Mark and Dave are taking custodies and something. I like Necrons, maybe. Or Blood Angels. We'll find out shortly. Um, and they um, did okay. They came 8th of 16. Bang average, living up to our motto. Just what we much. want. That is spot on. Absolutely. Um, and then we've also had the two Jamies. Now, the two Jamies are filthy meta chasers. And <laughs> they've decided to take double knights. And um, that involved two big knights. And then um, a few of the smaller ones, I believe. I'm not a knight aficionado. And excitingly, they have both sent me tournament reports. That is exciting. So um, it'll be quite interesting to see the compare and contrast of how these two mighty players, Paragons of War, and view each of the games. Okay. And each other, perhaps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah. read them, but I'm hoping that there's just some drama in here. Well, from I, know Jamie there, guys I know there is already one thing. So um, <laughs> uh, excellent. So um, anyway, so this is going to involve me just reading from my phone. But I'm, um, you know, the two Jamies will have uh, written thoroughly in-depth and exciting tournament reports because you know this is their first time playing tenth, mm -hmm. and I'm sure they've taken away a lot from this. So round one, this is Jamie Clifford. They played into Dakari and Chaos Space Marines. And his report says, one-sided and very easy. <laughs> so there's that. Great report. ambassadors for the sport. Um, so that's gone well. Um, Jamie, Jamie East has saved the day, though. Um, he says, one-sided and very easy. <laughs> well, his opening phrase is, due to the towering, we fucked shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, there is more. He said, um, they went first, and with this, they funneled down the middle a Venom Crawler to gain the middle objective early on, backed up by two units of Talos. Shots were thrown towards the Knights, however, just due to just out of range, and two of the Talos could not shoot. They left a handful of wounds on, on the Crusader. On the top left flank, the Ravager and Forge Fiend picked off a Halvrin, only just. And in their first turn, we moved out, and in turn, Jamie obliterated the right flank of grotesques while I took out as much of the middle as possible. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He can't be fucking saying, so Jamie did this. Like, come on, man. <laughs> You're both called Jamie. <laughs> well, we're going to assume he means said I. He means Jamie is done. Of course. Uh, <laughs> in their turn two, the Terminators dropped down for an overwatch from the Crusade, picking off three. With a failed charge, that was crucial. We deleted the remaining Terminators with very Ugh. little left. So basically, the game finished 100 to 37. Woo. So That um, sounds like a double night game into literally anything else. Yeah, so that's a good start. We'll yeah. carry on with Jamie East. And next game, they played uh, the Warlords of Warsaw, and they played into Custodes and Marines. Now, they actually brought a list to defeat the Knight Army. Okay. Okay. Apparently, this is what they literally said. Um, yeah, here we are. 20 Desolators, three Lancers, and Custodes told us before the game they designed it to take out the Double Knight list. Don't never out. say that before a game. That is a Don't say that before a game. <laughs> so they reserved the Lancers and um, six plus plus got first turn. So they went full aggro, I imagine, with quite a lot of encouragement from Jamie East and killed as much as they could for two turns before the Lancers got to come in and kill the Knights. 
and the game was over quickly despite losing the Knights to Lancers. And Jamie East adds, um, they left the Gladiator Lancers in reserve and after killing the 10-man Desolator squad and a couple from each other unit, it was looking good. Once the Lancers dropped down, leaving my Crusader on 11 wounds, that would have been a huge turn, failing low, twice over watching as the Cassidies got near, the game was over. That was a 94-63 win. And anytime multiple police teams go to an event, um, they play each other. This is a well-known fact. It's unavoidable. And as such, game three, it was the police off. At that point, no. both our players were first and second, which is quite nice. Um, so Jamie Clifford says they're against the tryhards. Um, they warned the opposition. They said... If we get first turn, we're going to wipe out the Desolators. To which Mark and Dave started the Desolators on the board. And the Knights went first. Mm. And the Desolators died. Um, and if you want to hear Jamie East's uh, verdict of the game, obliterated. <laughs> or, yeah, um, yeah. So. 3-0 in the, the day, they're pretty happy. I believe they went and had a good night out in uh, Birmingham. That sounds good. Um, and then fourth game was their trickiest and their most nervous match. GSC and Al Diary. This seems to be the most tense game. However, due to the towering and pure skill level we had, we soon started picking off key units. Well, due to the towering, I think, is the key word. Yeah. <laughs> and the skill. <laughs> there was skill. Oh, we could see and everything and shot it. And the... <laughs> um, My favourite sort of skill. <laughs> the biggest aspect of this game, according to Jamie East, was that they killed no knights turn one. They left a couple wounded low, one on a single wound. But also they were able to intervene into five race guard close to an armager, and in return... Killed all five due to two explodes on the hits and all wounding with no saves. Five dead Wraithguard. It soon was clear there was a very limited chance of bringing it back. And uh, Jamie Clifford says, The Valiant and his Flamer came into his own now, plus his harpoon wipe popped off in a big way. Wiping warp spiders with it with a swing was a swing. Great game, but we were able to bully the midboard whilst only giving the D-Cannon Armagers without coming out to play um and he says he was really happy because his valiant killed a unit of warp spiders in overwatch because he made all the slave saves on the flamer and then the harpoon <laughs> went off and killed all of them just a six, a six into a six, by a six. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's beautiful I, I have both mortal wounds motherfuckers. i have 10 warp spiders just in front of my uh, my desk uh, and that, that still makes me happy. They do die, seem to die quite a lot. Quite a lot. Yeah. In, in well, reality, yeah. how does that happen? So, what is the, so they're just standing in a line, right? And the harpoon just goes through all of them. Is that how yeah. it works? Yeah. Well, you goes, see, the harpoon hits the, the first ball. one and it makes a like... man sized hole in the first man. <laughs> <laughs> then it hits the second one and it leaves a man sized hole in the <laughs> second man. I think you see where this is going. <laughs> it's like it's a really big kebab. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, um, which one is it? Is it 
it's one of the Marvel um, Avengers films. It might be Endgame, where Groot, no, well, one of the Guardian films, where Groot's um, arm flies through like a bunch of the enemy and he just starts smashing them around. It'd be, it'd be, you don't know. Okay, well, whoever's seen the Guardian, I think it might be the first Guardian film, actually. Basically, appealing to a from... wider audience, we got oh, yeah, media. His, uh... <laughs> um, his um, arm just goes straight through all these soldiers and starts smashing them around. That is what the Harpoon would be like. Anyway, they were 4 0, and they've gone into the final game. They've taken two Knight armies. Um, what could possibly have also got to the final? Well, funnily enough, it was two Knight armies. So they played the Knight Mirror. Um, and Jamie Clifford confidently says, We outplayed them here. They wasted three turns trying to kill our big knights whilst we killed absolutely everything else. And oh, allowed nice. the Crusaders to pick up one and a half knights a turn. Jamie East says, Knight's mirror match. They got to go first, putting my crusader down to five wounds. Very nervous. However, the great valiant started picking off mini knights. Sorry, the shit Valiant started putting <laughs> so... all over the place. And even though we lost a lot, playing the mission got us through to win the event. Um, Jamie nice. Clifford was telling me some fun things. And this is where the shade comes in. Best moment of the weekend. Jamie is sitting still with his Crusader. He will get sustained hits if he doesn't move. He's currently 30 inches away from three gladiator lances, so everything's in range. I turn to talk to the custodians player. I turn back, and Jamie has moved his crusader. He's out of move. With no combat weapons. And he's closer to the lances. Not only losing his sustained hits, but causing him to shout Overwatch against his crusader with like oh, seven wounds no. left. Fortunately, I managed to talk the guys around and say, Sorry, he's a fucking idiot. He doesn't <laughs> need to move to get within range and he loses sustained hits if he moves. They yeah. take it back because we hadn't done anything else after him. Oh. But that shit could... Absolute gents. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all fair, the shade? That was the, the shade. Uh, the, Valiant, the Valiant's quite good in, the, uh, in a night mirror because Harpoon just picked up a little knight on a full mm -hmm. plus 50% chance little knight's gone. I, I'm sorry, are we forgetting you have to hit it as well? We hit on twos. Okay. Ones. On yeah, no, to be fair, to be fair. Go ahead. And then, ahead. yeah, the, uh, the flamer and the melters and the cannons just pick up another one. So each Valiant, other than they only took one anyway, but a Valiant to pick up two Helverins quite happily yeah. in a turn. Yeah, um, and you're the only person who would know that through experience, so I'll take yeah. your word for it. Yep. Um... It sounds like there was a actually there was quite an interesting moment, bit bit of a dodgy moment in the final game oh, as well. Controversy, um, bit of controversy. So um, Ed will remember. Uh, oh, sorry, um, Lewis will remember that at our, when Jamie and I won a doubles tournament in our final game, there was um, we spoke about before. There was a bit of a thing where we um, we kind of did a charge, moved them in, and then, and then they suddenly were like, no, that wasn't the right distance. And it was just this completely un ridiculous situation where we'd measured it, said it was this, and they're like, no, oh, no, actually. And once you've moved the models, it's really hard. So anyway, um, now this is a bit naughty. So if you do do this, well, try not to do this. It's all about intent, all about fair play. So this was um, funny. They rolled... Damn it, Jamie. Yeah, no, so this is, an, this, is, <laughs> this is the opposition. They rolled an advance on their Night Crusader. They rolled a five. And they moved to 15 inches, and it wasn't enough to make the objective. 
So then they moved him back to where he was without any markers or anything. And he said, partner went, no, 15 is definitely far enough. Oh. And they moved it again. And hey, presto, it was enough. Yeah. And this was naughty, at the bottom. Naughty, naughty. This was bottom of four. And it's, you know, thankfully, our players had already, um, uh, apparently they'd worked out they'd already won. So uh, they were already going to score 100. They didn't really care. But it's, it's those sorts of things. That I think, you know, in a game where the millimetres and inches can make such a big difference, um, you do have to try and be a bit bit more careful with that sort of thing. Yeah, I think the most dodgy players I've had have actually been in doubles where they've tried to... I think having someone next to you just gives you more confidence to be a bit of a knob. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously uh, it's know. especially important with knights as well because they're so, you have oh, to be yeah. so precise with the movement because they have to go round everything. You have to rotate the bases. Really uh, fucking... It's really easy to over-measure knights. I mean, I've definitely done it. I'm sure I've been through events and then I've, and I've over-measured by accident and not noticed and my opponent's not picked it In up. In the but... entire time I've been playing since I got back into the game, um, you know, mid-8th edition, I, and I haven't played Lewis on, on his knight, so this isn't me throwing shade at him. The only player who's played knights correctly has been Mohawk Minis J. He is so fastidious with his movement, and it's I really appreciate that in a player because so many people just move wrong around terrain. Yeah. It's when they um, when they like measure it out, and then they remove the tape measure, and then just pick the model up and go. <laughs> this was like, where it was. <laughs> so... Within a two-inch vicinity of where your tape measure got to, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, I didn't. I just wasn't reading the chat. Existence UK says, "Evening, lads. Good to have you with us." Existence. Um, this is very relevant. He says, "If you are Games Workshop, how are you changing towering? Um, Removing knights from the game? No, that's not uh, necessary. So, so they've they've posted another um, another listing for the match play design team. So I've actually been thinking about this because I probably need to send in my my submission again and just be like, please." Let's let me fix. Um, <laughs> but that was something I was thinking about. I'm going to start with you boys. Uh, Lewis, as someone who's played a lot of knights, how would you change towering? I know you haven't played them in 10th edition yet, but what would you what would you do? What would be your fix? I think probably the easiest way, and this is a very boring fix, is just to remove it completely. Yeah. Just have obscuring be obscuring. Mm-hmm. And then you just get rid of any... There are all sorts of more complicated ways you could do it, which might be better. Yeah. But if you want a simple solution for simplified, not simple, just get rid of it and just have knights perform and play with obscuring in the same way that everybody else does. Yep. That's that's a very valid opinion. I think that's entirely reasonable. How about you, Chris? You got anything in mind? Mm, yeah. I mean, just back to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> as long as I don't get blown off the table by them, don't really care. Um mm. It just it seems slightly unfair that they can see through, um, just see everything which they can see through the goddamn walls, man. Exactly, they they can see through things other people can't see. Mm. Um, Which just um, from a height, fair enough. But when it's like through a wall, Mm. um, but you can't see through a wall. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking looking at my um, these guys on my table. Ah, right. Yeah, like obviously, normally you will be able to see through them. Um, but a knight from far away can see through them. Yeah. Um, so just yeah. get rid of it, and then your knight can't be seen in an annoying way where it could be shot and it can't shoot back, and it doesn't work vice versa. But why wouldn't you just have introduced that rule anyway? Why have they gone the way they have? So the the problem that we have is so much has changed between ninth and 10th edition that they obviously haven't considered 
all of the knock-on effects. So if you go sort of like, and this is quite reductive, but if you look at them from ninth edition, they are as tanky or a little bit tankier. Sure, they lost, you know, Imperial Knight specifically lost the minus one damage from Bondsman. You can't give them all like a four-up invun through the Army of Renown, which was such a fun list to play against. I wish I'd actually got around to playing it myself. Um, genuinely, like a really high skill cap Knights list, which was a lot of fun to, to play against. Um, but so that's gone. But now vehicles are harder to kill. And high rate of fire mid-strength weapons no longer pick up Knights like nobody's business. Cool. Okay. So let's just say that they're about as survivable, maybe a little more, but it's close enough. But then melee's dead, and that was kind of the thing that always ruined knights because it's it's kind of hard to shoot a knight, especially if they you know you've got one target, so you rotate iron shields on it, and it's mm -hmm. a four plus, and that just halves all of the incoming damage. And then if they spike, you're just like, oh god, I've lost the game because I've left a knight on one wound, and he spent the CP, and now he's at full bracket. Cool, big mm -hmm. fan of that. So that you know the melee going makes them more survivable, um, and then they boosted the damage output of the knights as well, which I think is fine in a vacuum because they kind of were a little bit anemic in ninth edition uh so you know having your big 400 500 point models do more damage that's good then they got a little bit cheaper so you can actually kind of fit an extra armature in compared to what you could do before you see how there's all these little things that sort of add up and i think they didn't consider if, if you played ninth edition and you just said knights can see through walls i think it would suck but i think we'd get used to it and i don't think it would be too bad but then you, you just have all these compounding effects and uh, suddenly everyone's just gone, oh, shit. I think, and I haven't run any numbers on this, this was just musings on my way home. What if you change towering to you no longer get cover and you no longer, targets you shoot at no longer receive cover? So you still, you know, obscuring still ruins you. You still have to be able to see the models, follow the rules of the game. But because you're, you've got a high vantage point, no cover for them. You're huge. No cover for you. That gives you a bit of a thematic rule. I don't know if it's necessary to have, but obviously they don't want to just remove the rule for towering. I don't think they want to just delete a rule. So maybe changing it to something that's less game-breaking could be a way forwards. Any thoughts on that one? I don't, uh, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see what they do do, because they've got um, so... They've created all these rules. They've got the book out, they've got the etc. They yeah. don't want to completely rework a mechanic you would imagine um especially within two weeks of the game being out so yeah. i think it's very it'll be very interesting to see what they what they do because will they want to have a brand new two paragraph rule to replace the current one will they want mm. to just say remove these two paragraphs from page blah blah yeah. um and delete the keywords towering Will they want to have like a you know like a, a very minor fix? Um, I Games Workshop have made changes in so many different ways mm. in the past. I think it's actually very interesting to see. I think it's I've been quite thing. impressed by some of their changes, honestly. Yeah, and that's it. Sometimes they do get it just right, but at other points they've just clearly missed, well, not worked yeah. out what the issue is, and therefore they've not changed things the right way. Other times they have slammed down on things so hard that it's just been completely over the top. And mm. so I think it'll be interesting this first set of changes this week, what their approach is. You know, I saw on the Eldar Discord um somewhere, oh, I've heard the a strong rumor that um fate dice are gonna go to one fate dice use per turn. Yeah. And you're like, 
why would you have 12 then? Like, that would be the most ridiculous change ever. That's so overhanded. Are you trying to tell me people with no competitive experience or connections hearing strong rumours in Discord isn't what I should base, you know, my my grasp of the game on? It is a bold claim, I know. Um, but He's making things up. But could you imagine, like, what you could imagine a situation where they do decide that sort of thing and that would be completely over the top it's it's sad that i could believe that happens but not not in a good way you're just like oh no they've missed the mark again so i think this first set of changes will be very interesting just from the general how do they go about it do they Mm. go for a a minor touch do they just they get it right they nail it straight away having listened to all the wonderful community members yeah or do they just go no. no, 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 sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm going to stop you there. Did you seriously just say they've listened to all the wonderful community members? Wow, yeah, exactly. Right, here's my One of those secret track. polls up on Reddit. Games work. They will be the ones who... If you're listening to this podcast with 10 or 12 live viewers right now, <laughs> for the love of God, do not listen to the community. You know as well as I do that most of them don't even play the game. Most of them don't play the game multiple times. Um, just just come up with a good solution. Talk to the good players. You're doing it already, I'm sure. For the love of God, please, please don't listen to the community. So I'm, I'm not sure how some of them manage to feed themselves. And I don't mean that the poor. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's... Oh, our viewers have dropped down to two. Oh, <laughs> no, Gibbs Workshop, come back! Come back! <laughs> Um, just to uh, to say back into reality land instead of me just making fun of um, the Warhammer community Reddit, which is going to be my just my go-to, I think. Um, Joel Adkins says, make towering only work with 12-inch line of sight through obscuring terrain. Joel, yeah, that, I think that's a great suggestion. That's I have seen really that one floating idea. around. It is one that would remove a lot of the issues. You do get to get close, and then they can't just sit behind terrain and never interact. You can never interact with them. Uh, it's obviously quite hard for the the worst of the two night armies uh, looking at you, Imperial, to deal with that. <laughs> if you're if you're chaos and you're just a baller, you can spend CP and walk through walls and models. So uh, just do that. But yeah, no, uh, you've got it. Otherwise, Imperial just have a sad time, uh, and also just slap Canis Rex with an extra like eighty points or something. <laughs> I don't even know if that's enough. He's so efficient. It is. It is wild. I think. Well, I don't. Just... I don't have enough knights to make a two thousand point list anymore. Yeah. My list but, has been previously anywhere between 2,000 and 2,500 points now. It's oh, like 1,700 now. Because the Valiants, yeah. I was like, but they haven't gone down that much. The the the, uh, the Dominus class knights points. have, yeah. <laughs> well, they were massively overcosted. They were paying for the sins of 8th edition. Remember when everyone had the Castellan in their list? Yeah, oh, Why did the God. Valiant get hit with that? The Valiant was never in the Loyal 32. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the same chassis. And it's yeah. not the guns and the upgrades that made the Castellan good. It was the fact that it had a big, bulky body. That was the thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Great times. I, I kind of just want to keep talking about knights, to be honest. I've been having a great time <laughs> looking at the Chaos Knight stuff. Uh, Joel says me that I had to buy another Dominus. Yeah, but they are cool, though, aren't they, Joel? No, they are cool. Out of all the things that you're having to buy, I can get along with that. Uh, Canis is priced like the Serastus are. They both don't have the top weapon pod. So that is true. They don't have the top weapon pod, but the Serastus don't have sustained hits on a 5 plus on every weapon they own, which is bonkers especially if you're getting the reroll ones especially if it's actually reroll ones and not just reroll a single one to hit and wound which you know who knows who can say 
Have you looked at much of the uh, the Forge World Knights, Lewis? I haven't actually, um, because they haven't actually no. gone to Legends, have they? I thought they might. No, have been no, Legends, they haven't. But they're keeping them. So, well, before you uh, record your part two, um, feast your people. You got some good there's ones some... in there, have we? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some really good ones. Um, I think my my pick is the what's the one with the the Gatling, the Gatling and the sword. Uh, God, what is that called? It's like the Saras. No. That's the, the porf- uh, Porphyrion or something, is it? Porf- Porphyrion is, is weirdly like not awful, honestly. Um, I'm thinking the Castigator. There we go. With Castigator. The big... Yeah, yeah. Castigator is probably my pick for the number one uh, Imperial Knight. Outside of Canis Rex, that might be my favorite. But there's a... Oh, thank you, Existence. Um, yeah, Castigator indeed. It, it's fantastic. It gives sustained hits to itself and another armager. Um, yeah. Which is just just great. So That's a really nice change for the bondsmen's actually. I mean, I, I, I yeah. listen to the index in depth for my thoughts on that in in more general. But the fact that it works on the big knights give it to themselves as well. I think it really gives you a very good reason, even without towering, a really good reason to take the big knights, mm. which ultimately, in my opinion, is is the best way of running knights. Yeah. Um, so I think actually to have to be dishing out the plus one to hit, not just to an armager, but yourself as well. I think that just gives you so much more play with the bigger knights that you didn't have before. Mm. Obviously, losing the minus one damage is, is not amazing, but I don't think well. Take wardens. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just get the minus one damage back. It's pretty there great. <laughs> Joel says that the Lancer rules are good and it's my favourite as far as looks. Yeah, it is absolutely the coolest. And it has a four up in von all of the time. And it's really fast. And it absolutely slaps in melee. And it gives advance and charge, I think, for Imperial Knights. I've mostly looked at it for Chaos, where it gives uh, an aura of um, advance and shoot, which is just pretty solid. It's not like my number one pick, but I'd be happy to have one. Uh, I'm a little bit sad about let's see if I can reach him here's a knight that I don't think you'll be seeing in any armies that's right, it is the Megara um, they had the little... time didn't they, once a long yeah, time and you know how many how many games I played with this thing Zero. five, because I took it to one oh, event uh, and it was so fun and I really loved playing it. I just hated playing everything else in that army. I, I wrote a bad list. It's like, oh, this will be a fun time. I'll just take some, I'll take a three, three bigs, four small knight list for banter to a Glasshammer event. Glasshammer events, for anyone who haven't been, are absolute shark tanks. So it was not the place for me to take a silly list and be like, oh, this will be fun. It was not fun. It was a bad time. <laughs> it was not a good time. Yeah, like the thing that sticks in mind most was round four, I think it was. I played against a really good, lovely guy. He was playing um, Custodies. Custodies had been nerfed at this point, but they were still pretty good. And he had, I think it was only like two squads of jet bikes. My Wardlord was dead, turn one. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. Gone. Goodbye. Yeah. That was, that was not, not my finest hour. But uh, yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this. I wasn't even really paying attention to the group chat, so someone may have put it in there. Have you heard about the. Uh, the controversy that happened this past weekend just gone with some oh, yeah. Eldar starter set dice, we'll call them. Uh, I, naughty, uh, naughty. I know, yeah. I know quite a lot about it. <laughs> Sean says two dice and Wraith Knights. This is the toilet dice. You got damn right, Sean. You got damn right. <laughs> so for anyone who is hasn't... Is the toilet photo real? Is that an actual real photo yeah, of someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That well. is actually from... Is there, there's a video... Yeah. Oh, fantastic! I want so Mikey from Hellstorm did like a video on the entire incident with the, all the details, which yeah. I watched. So, 
a quick shout out to Mikey, who is the most YouTube of all Warhammer. And he, uh, he he will have a great roundup on it. I'm sure I'll have to check that one out. I I did pop into his live stream on the day he's going to be talking about it, and then he goes, "Yeah, and I like to catch up with the chat for twenty to thirty minutes." I was he like, "Oh it. no, I've got things to do." He's that sounds lovely. Down, I've got to have time. It's an eight minute video, so there's sure. an eight minute minute video where he talks through the whole thing. Well, I know what I'm doing after this. In fact, maybe I'll just get you guys to talk for eight minutes, and I'll watch the video. Yeah. Uh, I do. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I don't watch more of Mikey's stuff. I, I love him in real life, so we should, I should, yeah, catch up on his content more. Anyway, yeah. So for anyone who wasn't aware, basically there was a tournament where um, the Eldar player had brought some weighted dice, and I believe the reason that it was caught was because how many times did he go first? He went first four times in four games, and it was his fourth round opponent who goes, "Hold on a second, this is bullshit. Uh, you've got weighted dice." And, uh, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, um, like, you don't need weighted dice to win events as Zelda. What is it? What was he doing? So, the um, yeah, so the story goes that he his opponent went that you've got, I'm pretty sure, they're weighted dice. And was mm. so confident that he went to the shops and bought salt. <laughs> and made a salt bath food. And whilst he was doing that, the, guys, the guy who's done the cheating is like, so if you're going to accuse me, I'm just going to drop. Like, let's not even worry about it. Like, if you're going to even think of accusing me of doing such a thing, I'm just going to drop from the. Can event. I? Can I take a step back? What does the salt do? I don't understand. Right. So, a basically a um, salt, like salt bath. If you put, or if you put the dice in, if they're weighted, then if you were to put normal dice in, they would just roll and just go like normal. But if they are um, weighted dice, they will sink. Or they will be shown at the particular. So the, the, the purpose of the salt is it increases the buoyancy, uh, basically. Because if you put a, a drop of dye into water, it'll sink. So the salt yeah. means that the, the dye will be suspended, and the weighted side will be at the top, as in the one that rolls more consistently. So you always have, Mike, you've you always have two dice. You have one which is weighted to be a one, and one which is weighted to be a six. So that, and this is giving tips for all those one be cheaters out there. So that if you someone goes, I think you've got weighted dice, you go. What no? And then you take the identical dice, which always rolls a one, and you write. You're like, see that it rolls a one. See, it's not weighted at all. That's uh, that's the way you try and get around it. Um, Graceful behavior. But yeah, so the guy's like, I'm not. Look, I'll just drop, and they're like, no, no, no. So then they um, <laughs> let's have a look at your fucking dice, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then they, they the guy they come back, they do the dice test, do it. Right, he's obviously immediately disqualified, and they're like, look, just. Just go. <laughs> he goes to the toilet, and then he leaves. Yeah. And further on down the line, some uh, someone goes to the toilet. And he's like, "What is that?" And the guy, rather than just accept the cheating and walk away with his two weighted dice, has decided to try and flush these weighted dice down the toilet. Um, reasons unknown. But obviously, they have. Well, he's already been asked to leave. Oh, he's already no. been exactly. out. It's like, just go, mate. <laughs> so they don't actually flush away. Yeah. So someone's taken a photo. Yeah. And the beautiful thing, and then someone has also filmed it, where <laughs> filmed the dice there and then flushing the toilet. And then the dice just remaining there. Exactly. Still the six, still the one. And <laughs> still the six. <laughs> and if you're all wondering, well, how do we know that yeah. this photo and video of the same thing? Well, the same small piece of shit is on the toilet bowl <laughs> oh, no. in both the film. They've got a shit analysis. Yeah. 
So you can, there's the continuous. Uh, oh, Jamie, pull up the tapes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So oh, damn. That is. Uh... Shit, dice game. There for you. Oh, fuck. So, so as, as a TO so now, do I need to be bringing salt to all of my events now? I mean, do I need to have buddy, a the bucket of, by the door? The amount of Eldar Roll players. your dice in the salt. Yeah, the amount of Eldar players that exist, you you got salt on hand. Like, you don't, you don't need to go out and buy any. <laughs> I just don't think if I, I've played people where they've gone like, um, oh yeah, I've managed to go first every game this event so far, and I don't immediately go, oh, you must be cheating then. Mm. So I always find it interesting how people have managed to spot weighted dice. I wouldn't have. Oh yeah, you know where to call I, it out? I can't even. I can't remember exactly, but I think it was um, game four. No, I think I think I went first in every game at the teams event that we went to. Yeah. And that was that was fucking shocking. I wanted to go second every <laughs> single time. I was really displeased by it. Uh, maybe it was just the first four games. I can't remember off the top of my head. It was. Uh, it does happen, uh, though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really does. Um, Joel says the best part is that someone reached into the toilet to get the dice and tested them in salt water. Oh, oh. like I mean, look, that is banter. But have a word with yourself. Me, <laughs> Yeah, like come on, mate. Move, move out think... of the fucking dumpster and uh, get into a house like the rest of us. If he's already tried to flush them, I think that's given you your answer. And God that, damn. We can, all, we can all move on from that. But interestingly, what I did know from that event is one of the people that played him played Death Guard. Yeah. And as a result, that player went 5-0 and with Death Guard. Yeah, yeah. Wait, how did he go 5-0? and because his his loss was two. I think I don't know when he played this player. So, so he went four and one, but and got then... his loss commuted to a win. But he had an easier run because he was like, for example, no, so he came like third I think or his something. His position but... got moved up. Maybe I'm not sure. I saw because I saw him having posted that he was four and zero. Oh, yeah. But, and then he lost his final game. Maybe his final game was to the right. No, I don't know. We then got disqualified. I'm not sure. But basically, even four and one with Death Guard. Yeah, with Death Guard. Incredible achievement. Yeah. Proves you can do it. Mm. Anyway, it's great banner. It really is. Um, I like how it's not even been two full years since the last um, dice cheating controversy um, with with weighted dice happened that I can think of. Obviously, Coventry a couple of years ago, he had a weighted one. I can't remember what he was using it for. I think it was to go second every time or something like that. Yeah, it was uh, something on those lines. But uh, yeah, no, just just don't bother. Go second, like lose the roll off and win the game anyway, because you're playing Eldar <laughs> with two Wraith Knights. Sound mate, like you, you didn't need to do that. <laughs> you could have legit legitimate that's that's so wild. It's like uh, I don't know. So I was trying to think of a really good sports person. I was like, I don't know if these were at the top of the game. It's like um, someone who's Lance good at Armstrong. sports. Uh yeah, it's like Lance Armstrong doping. He didn't need to dope. <laughs> 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 a complete complete segue there i fucking love that they uh they went back tested all of the urine you know samples that they had or whatever samples it was and then just like the person who won that event was something like 17th because the top 16 were all this because <laughs> doping and cycling was so prevalent and uh still is so uh you know that's a that's a that's a great one yeah anyway Anyway, we went slightly off track there, but that's fine. We didn't really have anything super important to go through today. Well, I think it's a, it's an interesting. Uh, the cheating is obviously pretty bad. But yeah. The use 
of lists like that with the horrific lists are people at these events enjoying a playing that list and b playing against that list Ed, you, I need that's, a, that's a really your, good your, yeah yeah but is it is, is it fun to use no is it's fucking mind-numbingly boring you have you know how many games i've played with two wraith knights one and that's because my opponent requested to play into it you know how many yeah. games i've played with one wraith knight two and both times no sorry there was three um two of the games my opponent really didn't enjoy it to the point where i was not having a great time um i was like well this is this is not great at all uh no it's, it's dog shit and it's part of the reason i haven't been smashing games out like it's the start of yeah. the edition i want to be excited i want to be smashing those games in but on the other hand what am I going to do if I'm I'm playing Eldar because that's what I've committed to doing and I'm you know I'm painting up models now so it's kind of hard to pivot without just completely resetting and we've got yeah. you know some changes coming but what so I just have to write lists where I handicap myself which is what I'm doing but it's not fun but then just bringing three Wraith Knights is not fun for my opponent so what are you going to do yeah, it's inter- I'm, I'm really interested to hear you say that, Ed, actually, because I thought that's what people would think and mm. that people wouldn't enjoy it. And people, the idea of winning these events, it does not outweigh the fact that you don't actually enjoy the five games going into it. Uh, don't get me wrong. If we- these rules as written were still in place when it came to LGT or maybe even Leeds, uh, the Leeds GT coming up in yeah. August, I'd be running two or three Wraith Knights. Mm-hmm. Even I though wouldn't... you weren't having fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd go and I'd I'd smash because I'd you know I there's there's two parts to it. There's the competitive part where it's just like well I'm you know the problem is the game is fundamentally broken. If I want to compete, I have to engage in the fundamentally broken rule set because I can say oh I'm not going to bring this, but then my opponents will, and the game is in such a skew state where you have to be bringing something to compete at that top level. I'd rather that it wasn't there. I'd rather it was fixed and then I could bring something that I was just like, oh, no, I feel good about this and I can have some more originality in my list building. But yeah, no, I'd I'd 100% be taking double or triple Wraith Knight to uh, a huge GT if the rules were still like that when they're coming around. We know they're not, so I don't even have to worry about that. And is is it the size of the event that you're going to that would make you do that? Yeah, absolutely. You still do it any GT. Well, so we've got the Davy Slam coming up, uh, the the Invitational, which is, I guess, it's a good time to take into. Uh, I'm not running any Wraith Knights, even if they don't get nerfed. I'm running. I don't want to call it a fluffy list. It's an Elder list, but it's it's very Wraith heavy. So I'm running yeah. three Wraith Lords. It's themed. It, it's incredibly themed. Is three Wraith Lords. Uh, Twenty Wraith Guard. Five Wraith Blades. Two units of spiders because you want something fast, otherwise you can't really play the game. Uh, two units of um, the weapon platforms, two of the D cannons, and then I think the only other things I've got are three HQs, um, a couple of spirit seers, and a autark wayleaper. And and you know that's the list, and that's not a good Eldar list, no. but it is a good list. So depending on what other people play, I've I've just looked in the chat to see who's going there, and I've seen some names. I'm like, oh, they're not going to be bringing. They're not going to be bringing toned down lists. At least one of my games, I'm going to play into double Wraith Knight. This is going to be grand. But um, yeah. No, it's a, it's a really interesting point because uh, we talked on this episode, what, two weeks ago about whether 
TOs should be altering rules of the game, should mm. be making decisions about things like towering and indirect and overwatch and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I think we probably all alighted on the fact that TOs shouldn't be making changes to core rules of the game. That should be mm. left to Games Workshop. So I was obviously left in a position where I think, I think in my mind, that's the right thing to do. I think TO shouldn't be changing rules of the game. And I think Games Workshop should be doing that. Um, but conscious of my event in August, um, early August coming up, and what do I do about that? And how do I make sure that the players have fun at the mm. event, both for themselves in terms of what their armies they're bringing and they're playing, but also who, who they're playing against? Um, so I ended up taking the call to actually message all of the players that are coming to say, this is not a competitive event. I want everyone to have a good time. We know the game's fucked bear that in mind when writing your lists um, I'm not going to stop anyone who wants to bring overpowered stuff and if you do bring that overpowered stuff you probably will go and win the event and actually yeah whatever crack on no have one. you got any tickets left I've available had, I have one ticket left um, Sounds, let me just you uh... win, win an event Ed um, I did actually say I won't be angry at you but I will be disappointed so it's whether yeah, you, but whether I'm, the, rate my I'm the villain in your story so I, I almost feel like I have to <laughs> um you know um it's, it's to be fair it's the first time our um my smaller events have gone up to gt size as well so you get even more space points um, mm. but yeah luckily i've actually had some really good feedback from quite a few of the players have messaged me saying they're really glad that that message was sent and that mm. we're trying to keep it toned down even though we're not changing the rules and actually not changing the rules is a good idea so no i was really interested ed to hear that you've you've not been enjoying using the good stuff because i did wonder if anyone actually i've not been i've not really been everyone. playing it like in my league game i haven't actually played any of my league games yet because davy's gone to spain to play a gt i can't really be like all right mate you're busy this evening <laughs> <laughs> i know you've yes. got to paint and also pack but uh, we have got a league game to play, so if you could just, you know, hop on down, I'll play some Eldar. I'll make it quick. Uh, <laughs> but, I'll make it quick and pay yeah, us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the list that I wrote for that was, you know, it it had no Wraith Knight in. It had it was a good list. It had triple fire prism. It had a Hornet, maybe two Hornets. You know, it had um, some warp spiders. It had a big brick of Wraith Guard. All things that I think are in isolation quite good, but it didn't have the most broken. Um, abusers of the the mortal wound spam, which is, I think, w way more of a problem than towering. But uh, Rob says, "Yay, no wraith knight this week, Ed." Uh, I've actually changed my league list. I I'm only running three wraith knights into you this week, Rob. Sorry, I, like I wouldn't Sol have done it to anyone Sol else. Dark. <laughs> yeah. Sol Dark says winning is fun. Ah, uh, yes, Craig, I missed that. Um, <laughs> well, it depends. You know, if if you struggle to win, winning's fun. You know. If you if you win at every game anyway, then uh, yeah. What shall I do? before we go on to Davy Slam? Shall I run you through what I think my Tyranid list is going to look like? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Would you think that's interesting? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I must say the Games Workshop list building app, massive improvement on uh, Ninth Edition one. Tell you what, because we're just doing we're just kind of freeballing it here. Let's have a quick chat about the, the the list building app. How are you feeling about it? You you go first. You were talking about it. I've, do you know what? The it's really simple to use, mm -hmm. which is really great. But I think that's probably a function of the fact that list building is a lot easier now. They took all the nuance out, yeah. which you can argue about the merits or uh, or demerits of that. Um, it's rather 
runs a lot smoother than it does before. Um, I found and he went in and then it was all, all just kind of rotating around. Um, it's easy from your list to access all of the rules and abilities and that sort of stuff. That's very easy to do, which is good. And critically for me as a TO, mm. the output that you then upload into BCP it's is very crisp. perfect. Yeah. It is literally like when I'm trying to review lists, because whenever I get I get 50 lists in for the GT, I'll review a selection of them. I won't review all of them, but I will review, and it will take me probably five hours to review a selection of lists. With this, yeah. I'm hoping I can cut that time in half, which would just be don't, amazing, because that means I can pro- either review double, review double the lists or spend my time doing something more productive. Don't you love it when someone, their Battlescribe output was just had no gaps in it? So yeah. it was just <laughs> one wall of text. You're like, come on, mate, you can't, you can't be doing that. My uh, the notes in my event pack start getting firmer and firmer and firmer in regards to lists. I used to yes. be a swear words allocated to people that didn't check their lists properly. Uh, but yeah, what? How have you found it? Well, Chris, Chris, how about yourself? How are you finding it? I really like it. Um, it's doing everything that you want. The only thing I would say is that um, obviously with Battle Scribe, you go, oh, let me just check this, and you'd have like the entire army open. You could just scroll and find your particular sure. unit and check your thing. Whereas this, you kind of have to go into the unit, then hit the button to um, open up the data sheet for it, and then produce the, the drop-down tab for the melee or the ranged or the ability and that sort of thing. So it doesn't have that kind of one-page fit or just scroll down and find my chosen data card kind of section. But the actual list-building element of it, I think, mm. is, um, is really nice because, you know, it tells you what um, what's wrong when you haven't quite clicked the right buttons or whatever um and yeah i mean i don't know how accurate it is i know that was a big issue with the old one there was so many comments of oh they've got this wrong and this wrong and this isn't the same as this because that doesn't seem to be anywhere near as common people love to find fault with games virtual right so you would have i was fully expecting the day that app came out to be just a sea of posts about oh did you know this is this and this and this and actually to be fair i didn't see that um, which would imply that they've got a lot of the rules right this time. Yep. And I'm sure there are the odd mistake there. Uh, there is the odd mistake there. But generally, it's accurate, which is what we kind of need, because otherwise it leads to all sorts of conflicts. Mm. So, yeah, I think they've they've actually done a decent job. And um, I'm we sure... We congratulating Kate. I know they do loads of stuff. Well, it's just you know really the things that they've done wrong this time are pretty egregious. Yeah, um, you can't duplicate a list, right? People in our chat saying it. Okay, yeah, no. me. Yeah, and you can't rename it. I could, well, I wasn't couldn't work out to rename. So I had like I wanted to rename the list I've made. And there yep. wasn't an option to rename. It. I'm like, why not? I don't want to be stuck with this. So I've written a list called Davy Slam. And I was like, well, oh, me too. Want, yeah. And I was like, I want to try and change this name to something else because I changed what I was going to do. Mm. No option to do that. I couldn't duplicate the list. I just got to go back to the drawing board. Yep. And it's like those sorts of things, I think, which you would hope will come out in like version one or two. But oh, yeah, because probably when you're building the app, you don't think of that as something that you would obviously add in. Oh, yeah, I'll make it so they can change the name of it. I, I, don't, know, I don't know. Like, it's the sort of thing that if you have ever built a list, through the entirety of ninth edition using the popular list builder battle scribe that i think literally everyone who played the yeah. game used uh you'd be like ah you know but yeah so on here let's see if i can yeah so you've got uh davy slam davy slam v2 
Davy Slam V2.1, Davy Slam V3, all of those are like the same list with about three units different, and I had to yeah. manually yeah, update yeah, themselves. Yeah, everything, yeah. yeah. Not being able to duplicate a list is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I like it in general. I did spend a week going, fucking hell, Games Workshop, sort your life out. When are you going to put the Forge World units in? Yeah. They're in there already. Like, People data mined the streams mm -hmm. from it. Turns out, all I needed to do go to the Play Store, <laughs> press update. Um, so I'm not going to blame Games Workshop for, for that one. That was just me not not updating my app <laughs> not or not having it. App. Yeah, it didn't automatically update, but I assume there's something stopping them from pushing out automatic updates so soon after they've released the app. So that's you know fair enough. I'm not going to blame them for that one. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it, it's a great first draft. And I'm not upset that that's all we've got at this point of the edition. If two months down the line they haven't changed anything, I'll be a bit miffed because uh, Battlescribe's dead. The guy who made it is definitely a grifter. He stopped caring quite a long time ago. He only turned up, you know, eight months ago when they were threatening to take it off the App Store because he hadn't pushed any commits for a long time. So, yeah, it's it's the best that we have. And the best we have is quite good. Hopefully they iterate on it, but... Um, yeah, good, good job, good job. You've uh, you've made a competent app, which is a real sh you know improvement over last editions, which was just unusable, uh, and a real shame that they didn't get it right that time round because that was when it was good for searching rules. So yeah, but the I rules used were wrong. It, when during any event, I was using it to search for rules. All yeah. Time. Oh God, I feel bad for everyone. <laughs> everyone at your event. Yeah, and you, your opponent's like, no, you definitely can't do that, and you lose it. It so says in the app. app <laughs> That's not a rule they've ever written. <laughs> well, can't legislate for that, so I've made some that, serious that... TO decisions based on that app. So. I, I, I don't think it was actually that bad. I think there were just some mistakes in there. As and when. Good. But yeah, no, gen generally positive about the app. That's good. I, I'm also generally positive about it. So, Two points uh... for Games Workshop. Wait, what was they the lost minus point? forty for getting rid of Matilda. <laughs> so they're on minus thirty-eight now. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> It upsets me that there's something we agree on. So we're going to move past that quite quickly. Uh, so I don't would you like know. to hear about my Tyranids then? I would, yes. Please do illuminate. So everyone says Tyranids are rubbish. Now, I, I listened to the 40k Fireside where they put them at won't even win a store game tier or whatever they said. And I'm in the position where I disagree at the moment. Yeah. But so, this so is obviously through note. They've played multiple games. I haven't played anything yet. I will find out tomorrow if I get my ass handed to me. Tomorrow I might come back in two weeks' time and say, yeah, I was completely wrong. They're rubbish. But I think there's some good stuff in Tyranids. And I don't quite know what I'm missing, but we'll find out, I guess. So starting with the with the Swarm Lord, because extra CP and vecting someone else's strat for 250 points, I think is solid. Um, just need to keep him alive. I haven't bought Tyrant Guard for him because it's like another 120 points. Hmm. And I'm just like, it's quite a big unit. The Sword on his own, I could hide him behind Obscuring. Sure. Because he's okay in combat, but he's really there for fucking around with CP, really, to sure. add 50% to your CP and start costing everyone else. Like, if you can make Overwatch 2 CP, mm. suddenly all your all your smaller units start looking a little bit more survivable because actually someone's got to use their entire CP pool for the turn to Overwatch once, and then they can't do any other strats. So I think there's there's ability in there. Um, I've also taken the Turvagon. Because never leave home without without Turvigon. Um, it's going to come in with with the rest of the army. You'll see why I've brought that. Because there may be some Termagants. There might 
be a few termagants. Um, I've given her adaptive biology. I think she's quite resilient anyway, but mm-hmm. give her a five up feel no pain going to a four up feel no pain, I think means she will stick around. She can't, she's not hidden by termagants anymore. She used to be completely untargetable if there are termagants around, which she doesn't have anymore. So that's like that. I've also taken a brood lord. Um, who I have given the enhancement Alien Cunning, which I think Alien Cunning is an auto-taken ulterior list for uh, a three units redeploy at the start of the game or put into reserve at the start of the game. I think yeah, so this is something on everywhere. the... This is, is worth noting. It is before you know who's going first, which is a little That's bit it. of a bugger. Yeah. So WTC are currently yeah. ruling that all of these happen at the same time. It'll be interesting to see what the UKTC tournament scene goes with if they follow that because i think if all of them proc at the same time which let's you know be real here they should be standardized there's no reason that space marines should be should get the best version of this rule and everyone gets a rule where it's just like well this is not worth taking yeah. um, but yeah. i had assumed that because it, it was a redeploy you mm. wouldn't you, what is the point of a redeploy if you don't know who's going first the the issue is that the space marine one says after you know who's gone first yeah, it literally says, and make no, sure you no. have the best version of this rule. Because Eldar is the same. It's, you know, it's um, redeploy, off, re- redeploy um, three units after both players have completed their deployment. And there's this kind of ambiguous nature of when that step happens. Yeah. In like between sticks, uh, step six to eight or six to nine. It's, yeah, some number yeah it literally steps. doesn't say, it just says after both players have deployed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Whereas the space, the, the, the argument is that because the Space Marine one, says after you know who goes first yeah that means all the others are therefore not after you know yeah why would they make it have that faq but as ed says wtc have have ruled that all redeploys happen after you know who goes first yeah that's pretty wild honestly uh i'm in favor but it is just a wild decision to make yeah but I think that's the point of a redeploy, isn't it? You know who's going first, so you adjust your deployment accordingly. The funny thing is, half the redeploys in ninth edition, you didn't know who was going first. They managed to write bad redeploys in ninth edition as well. So who knows uh, what they? Yeah, exactly. I... I've, uh, yeah, I've... Knights didn't have yeah, a redeploy, so I guess it didn't come up for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're going to move around. Fine, whatever. I still get you. Um, <laughs> and then to round out the, the characters. Now, this is I genuinely need some feedback on this. I've taken Death Leaper over a lictor i he's don't only know five where points they're having... more, i think he's only five points more yeah. but he doesn't have rapid ingress for free so... that's true and he's a character who's so going to give up more points so but he's better in combat so... he is yeah but um, i'm going to on that one and then we get to my battle line so i've taken i've taken a leaf out of davy's book from last week's episode where we were talking about needing fast infantry oh, and yes. i've gone for 30 gargoyles because they move fast, have fly, shoot, and then move. Mm. So they can move. And, and they've got assault weapons as well, so they can advance, shoot, and then so go up to 24. Because yeah. that's just a thing. 24 inches in a turn. So yep. they're quite rapid. So hopefully they should be able to get me anywhere I need to be. I've then got 60 termagants in three units of 20 because blast exists. Yeah. So that's going to be good. Um, to support them i've got the venom throats three of those to give them stealth and um cover cover i think that's useful because i don't think you can better hide 60 term against so um getting them on a four up save is quite nice if i had one of the um psychophage things painted i'd have one of them as well because it gives them up six up feel no pain so i think actually then you've got 60 term against minus one to hit with a four up save 
Yeah. And there was something you give them six up in vulnerable save and a six up feel no pain. And suddenly, I think actually the sixties they're not they don't die easily at that point. Mm. Um, but I think the term against the Turvigon and the Venomthropes, my little backfield kind of you're not you're not deep striking anywhere near me basically. Um, and I'm sitting on relatively good objectives um, to do a bit of damage then to accompany the uh, Broodlord. We've got ten Gene Stealers I think with the Scout moves and then they're quite fast after that. So I think the Broodlord gives them lots of re rolls. Um, and devastating wounds, so that's quite nice. Um, I've also then taken two Carnifexes, combat Carnifexes, crushing claws, and the extra Siren Talons. So that's really you've got anti-tank in tier and in the Rupture Cannon on the Tyrannifex, and probably the crushing claws. I think the Tyrannifex, if I take it, it just gets killed before it does anything. Whereas the Carnifex is a bit smaller, I think I can move them up a little bit easier. I've then taken a Trigon because rapid ingress three inches away seems like a good thing to do um, and because he can deploy within three inches and his combat is insane he has a lot of stuff he's 12 attacks at damage three ap minus two which True. obviously will get um either lethal hits or sustained hits depending on what tyranny buff you've taken plus all the strats for some rerolls and bits and bobs um and then because i've just i haven't just noticed but Spore mines can score objectives, can hold objectives, can score points. I wouldn't bank on that. That is I wouldn't one of the bank on it. So I've just taken one biovore. Yeah. I think it will get fixed. I've just taken one biovore because he can just basically launch a spore mine every single turn, 48 inches away from him. Yeah. So if I just need to be on a place, I just launch a spore mine over there. Yeah. Hey, behind enemy lines. Oh, you didn't screen yeah. out your entire deployment. Sorry. Yes, basically, because it's it's a 25 mil base, so it's you do tiny, well to yeah. screen that out. So um, I, I have got more biovores in the cabinet. If they don't in this first. If you change that, then I think I probably. I think every two in the list. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, I think you probably want three. If if they're not going to change that rule, then three biovores go in, and I can just get max behind enemy lines every single turn, sure. probably relatively comfortably. So yeah, lots of gaunts, lots of gargoyles, couple of characters, couple of big monsters. Generally quite balanced at the moment. What do you reckon? I so this is not a list that I see doing well. And I'm not saying that to be a dick. I'm saying that <laughs> because you played double valiance and yep. did well with double valiance. So I'm not going to say that you can't do well with this list. I'm saying that on my initial read through the index and my thoughts on it, these are not units that I would have taken. I think you could probably do well with them. I think you could probably do well with them. I'm interested to see how you do with it and how you iterate on this. Um, yes. as, as Sean says, toughest 12 monster keyword stuff is pretty scary in my eyes. That is, I think, where the, like, the very obvious power in this book is the the army rule is not great like the shadow in the warp it's just not a thing so you kind of got to give that up um but i think there's a real build where you just go right now if you if i was taking this to a gt i'd be looking at probably two of the sites high rodules they look terrifying they're like 305 points for mini night stats i'd be taking two or three turbigons uh, not Turbigons, Tyrannifexes, sorry, with the Flamers, probably yeah, two. Rupture Cannons. Oh, Flamers as well. Okay, I, I like the Rupture Cannon, flamers. actually. I know the Flamers is good for Overwatch, but... Oh, Overwatch is such a busted rule at the moment. It's uh, it's ridiculous. They don't have any in inherent rerolls, so it's hard to take the Rupture Cannons. Um, and then I just fill the rest of my points with, you know, Biovores for actions, Hive Tyrant, and then just as much dense bodies as I could fit in, and then some quick, cheap action stuff that would be how i'd, I'd fill my list there 
quick-footed. So it's a very yeah, different I direction. I kind of, I kind of bounced backwards and forwards between the, car- mm. the two Carnifexes or the Tyrannifex because Tyrannifex is like two hundred points, so it's quite yeah. a lot. Whereas Carnifex is only one hundred and twenty, so Carnifexes get... are unfortunately dog shit. With one exception, if you put Old One Eye in the squad, I think they're good. The they problem is right. that takes them up to quite an expensive package, but they are pretty solid. Like it's a real beefcake unit if you do put Old One Eye in. It's um, the thing that I struggle with a little bit is a Harrispex is the same points as a Carnifex. And I think I'd just rather have the Harrispex. Now that the shooting yeah. on like a heavy Venom cannon is kind of eh, I'm not super worried about having a gun on there. So uh, what I will say, and this was before the Forge World Index came out, and I will keep it as anonymous as possible so I don't, you know, get anyone make anyone upset about this um one of our teammates wrote a list and some wtc players were a little worried because they thought that their list had been leaked because it was basically exactly the same list uh, and that was a lot of big monsters so i'm expecting to see obviously when you go to the uh, wtc teams you're taking eight players you've got to take some armies that maybe aren't like number one two three I think Tyrannies have a place. I think there is a place for them. I'm surprised that Fireside rated them so lowly. I'll have to check that out. But I think you'll see them on some WCTC teams, and I think it will be some horrendous monster mash. And uh, I think there'll be some Harodules in there now as well, because they look real beefy. So you reckon, as a first change, swap one of the Carnifexes for Harrispex straight off the bat? If you've got two, if you've got two Harrispexes, I only just have go, one Harrispex because yeah. they've, they've never been good. <laughs> I so yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Uh, Exocrines as well. I quite like them. They are surprisingly good at mulching like Terminator strength infantry, and they kind of mm. they do okay into um, vehicles. I really like the zone throats as well. They've got uh, zone to... throats running around with last cannons, basically, aren't they? Exactly, yeah, <laughs> and they're they're surprisingly hard to kill, and they're pretty cheap. Um, weirdly, they were. We were hearing mumblings before all the rules went up. They were sort of on the list of things that people thought might need fixing. Uh, turns out that was seeing them in isolation. <laughs> when you compare them to like Eldar, you're like, oh no, this is absolutely fine. It's yeah. got a last cannon, sure, that's okay. So yeah, it'll be it'll be so interesting. What I would say is that I think in this current stage of um, how people are building this. Everyone's looking for the most point-efficient units that they can find. Mm. And in terms of the Tyranids, the most point-efficient units are these big, um, kind of big, scary monsters because they're going to last longer into a lot of yeah. things. Um, and as Ed says, like you, you compare a Harrispex to a Carnifex, and actually in terms of point for point, what value you're getting out of it, the, um, the Harrispexes are just much better. But what I would say, Lewis, is that Thinking about, I mean, I've only played three games, but thinking about how you, well, the cards that there are out there, the cards that you draw, thinking about what a lot of the most efficient units out there are, you take the Eldar list, right? Let's ignore the Wraith Knight. Well, it's the Fire Prisms, it's the the really cheap Bright Lancers. There is a lot of very efficient anti-tank out there at the moment, and potentially like MSU anti-tank is kind of like a potential list, which is going to be seen, seen a lot of. Your list obviously goes into the complete opposite direction of that. And assuming you're not out there to try and tackle three Wraith Knights or um, Death Watch and that sort of thing, you're going to be taking on the general meta. A lot of the armies out there are going to struggle over the course of three or four turns to chew through that many things. And meanwhile, you shouldn't really have any issue with scoring your cards. 
because you've just got that's the thing. I looked at the cards. Like you throw those sixty gargoyles away over the first two three turns and be scoring all your points and zeroing them on primary, and then you get to turn four and you've got the wave of all the other stuff to come through. And there's a very real possibility that you will just, in the opposite way, stat check your opponent. They just won't have enough yeah. stuff to kind of get through. Sure, there are going to be armies out there which can just devastatingly wound their way through. Uh, and they've just got the number of shots and that to get through. You know, your knights, I imagine, would probably be quite happy with that and yeah. the boards are playing. But in terms of the middle ground meta, I think that list is a royal pain in the arse um, to um, tackle. You just have to hope that kind of indirect gets nerfed so that we see less desolators. You have to hope that the devastating mood of Rage Knights goes away. But yeah, I, I mean, I really like that amount of fast-moving flying infantry, like 60 gargoyles, like that. 30. Oh, is 30, sorry. Um, against, but... Right, yeah. So, like, I think there's some nice stuff there. I think the more you go down that route, the more you then have to make that decision of do you want what what is the other stuff bringing? Like, if your game plan is overwhelm your opponent, then mm. why aren't you just taking 300 models? Um, so then you're like, well, actually, no, I don't want to take 300 models. Um, so then it's like, well, what can I take which is fun? And I think it would be really interesting for you to try out like the minus one to hit cover six up feel no pain, see what buffs are offered. I love I when we first read through the swarm board, I thought that was so cool. Mm. Two hundred and fifty points um for that. Like is it gonna be as worthwhile as two hundred and fifty points or something else? Two hundred and fifty um, points of new records. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, like five points each. Four four points each what can they be taken in 20 uh i think it's no it's like 11 to 22 why would it be obvious because it comes um, with like one big model which has a different base size and a different name and exactly the same rules but yeah i think like for a first iteration i like it and i think as you play it more i think what's going to be a big thing in this building in general is the more you play you work out how your army scores the cards what mm. cards it scores easily and what cards it struggles to score and then i think you work from there and then you make that decision of oh actually by me taking these few big monsters all i'm doing is turning on my opponent's um big guns like their bright lances and actually yeah. they're loving shooting that um i did i did that was one of the original the original kind of um motivations between going down the kind of swarm route is that if knights continue to be amazing big stuff continues to be the be all and end all I expect a lot of people are going to be going down the anti-tank route. And I just think, well, perhaps if I go a different way, yeah. and all of those anti-tank no. weapons do literally nothing to me. I literally couldn't care less. Okay, you've shot 20 Bright Lances. You might have killed 10 Gaunts. Well done. Um, I'll then regenerate them next turn. Yeah, um, exactly. So, Yeah, I think if you're going that way, you definitely want to skew... sort of anything up to 20 Gaunts a turn. Yeah, so I think you want to skew more heavily. You near this back. You want to skew more heavily into the um, the horde playstyle. I think if you're doing that, the the only issue is blast, as existence points out, is is pretty nutty now. Like if you are running twenty man squads and you're playing against someone who has a squad of blast weapons, each model's getting plus four shots, which is so wild. That is, that is not not okay. It's not insignificant, is it? No. And if you if heaven forbid you play against wraith knights, you'll be like, oh, this is fine. 
surely they can only kill a few things, and then they shoot their, <laughs> <laughs> their double wraith cannons. The wounds come and you're like, hold on! Well, have you got an average of 12 shots from two guns that have D3 <laughs> shots each? This isn't okay! Yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, it'll be interesting. Though. I'd, I'd be interested to see a real skew list where you just go, here's as many Neurocorns as I can take, because they're cheap. Here's as many Termagorns as I can take, and just push all of it onto the table in uh, movement trays with one of those... Um... <laughs> it has to be movement trays. Yeah, one of, the, one of those... Oh, what are they called? You know, the um, at the poker tables, they have those big long sticks with a thing on the end and they use those to pull model uh, not models pull the chips towards them <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah use those just to move your models around it'd be uh be interesting there yeah. <laughs> all right well we uh you haven't had any thoughts about the list you're taking to davy slam yet have you because you're waiting for the the nerfs to come through yeah yeah i'm um i'm waiting um I've I've started building lists and it, I've been to be honest it's just the stuff I've got painted off. So on TTS I've got a list which I'm really happy with, um, but I don't own the models for that. So I'm kind of part. I was actually part of me, which is like, oh, I could just take Harlequins, take sure. a pure Harlequin force and just see how that goes. But then also I was like, yeah, but what if it's really shit and I just have three miserable games and I can't do that to myself. So I, yeah, um, I'm probably going to lean more. I've I've got two days off this week, so I've got. Um, some time to paint 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 so we'll see what i can kind of get done but it's not going to be like there's no wraith knights there's no wraith anything actually um because i haven't bought wraith guard yet but i do think wraith guard are really good yeah. um but i will be running a variant of a finalist i played against tom on tts which was heavy on phoenix lords um <clears throat> probably three phoenix lords in the income is, that is um, pretty heavy um it's the kind of thinking, and just because I'm, I'm, you know, we're play testing, aren't we? And that's why I like the nurse to come, so I can kind of start to play around. Like I've had one game with yeah. Asim and the Ten Dire Avengers. I loved it. it was yeah, so good, so good. Really? Um, and yeah, sure, they died to Desolation Marines, but hey, if Desolation Marines are going to go away, then yeah, they're going to. Actually... They kill. They kill five Wraith Guard on average from behind cover, so uh, they they just kill everything. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and you can't, can't live in fear, you know. And in the day, I do. Fair enough. Um, I've played into your I've main fear played... is that I do well with all these termagants, and then you're like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, they kind of... <laughs> my buddy, my list would deal very well with that. I've got a lot of <laughs> devastating wounds. I've um, gone to um, so many events where I've just not played all the. The big scary arm like it's so easy to it just happens you just do avoid yeah when you go to a 200 player event let's face it was not exactly likely to take it down so actually you just take stuff that you think is good into a lot of the games and generally you'll probably be fine unless you get the unlucky of your matchups and just keep yeah going. no so so eldar were an absolute threat in the um for like you know, a good chunk of ninth edition after that codex came out. And you know what? I didn't play them in an event up until Manchester yeah. the year after they came out, where I got my shit pushed in by Conrad. Because I was like, I, I know oh, that yeah, yeah. Hail of Doom does a lot of damage, so I've just got to go. Yeah. And then Hail of Doom did a lot of damage. I was like, oh, oh well. Yeah. yeah. I needed to table you in two turns, and I didn't do that. So uh, <laughs> good game, my man. <laughs> But no, I'm really looking forward to Davy Slam or the Six Plus Plus Invitational. Um, mm. For those of you who don't know, we're um, Davy has set up an event which is basically invited all of the plus two, and then a few extra people, mm. friends of the um, kind of the show and the team and that sort of thing. 
and it's going to be it's like a 20-ish person um, RTT um, where we can kind of take what we want and just like it's a learning tenth kind of day um, where, so yeah we'll, um, that should be really good fun we look forward to it I'm regretting a little bit not um, getting a race night or two together because I have seen the pool bridges there it's so I'm funny, sure like, he'll be bringing something that's filthy the group chat has just been like oh yeah we could take these really really fun things but then there's also part of you which is going to <laughs> well that people aren't going to take these fun things. And if you take these fun things, you are going to... I mean, I think on the... Currently, Tom's down is taking flesh toes. I so believe he, that. So if he does take it, fair play. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, three games, right? You could run into um, one really nasty list and then just play into two guys that have... Yeah, you, you can play the Tyranids game. and the flesh terrors and the Death Guard. Or, yeah. looking at what else we've got there... Eldar, Eldar. Yeah, Eldar, Eldar. That doesn't count because it's both of us and neither of us are bringing Wraith Knights. So that's not... No, that's true. But, like, we could run into Astra Militarum. Uh, I don't know if Ashley's bringing, like, all the non-liner site, but I assume so because that's the stuff that's good. Uh, And then there's, I think, two Chaos Knight players there. I'm not sure I'd love playing into that, to be honest. I think I'd I'd actually quite not like that. Well, because they can sit outside of 18 inches and shoot you whilst your Wraith Guard don't get to shoot back. So... What would happen if I played, you know, the normal list that I've been testing, which has fire prisms and hornets? Uh, I just pick up like one and a half big knights a turn pretty comfortably, and then be like, "Sound, <laughs> game's over, round three. Uh, yes. I'm gonna go get a drink. Do you want anything?" Uh, but instead, I'm playing, you know, wraith units, which are fun, and I think the wraith guard are good, but they are, as you you pointed out, they do have a very effective threat range, which is shorter than i'd like i think in some games you're gonna you're gonna play your games i think some people will be like how the hell do i deal with this this is horrible yes i think you're going to play other games where you're going to be sat there going how the hell do i deal with this this is horrible yeah and i shouldn't be doing that i'm playing eldar this is bullshit i don't have to think yeah no mad world's gone mad yeah absolutely world's gone mad (laughs) uh no let's not say anything else um so uh, yeah, we did have another section, but I think, to be honest, it was going to be pretty shit. So uh, we're getting late. Let's not do that. Let's just do some viewer questions, call it a night. Uh, we only have one viewer question in the uh, Discord. If oh. you do have any others, bung them in the chat. We will get to them because there's only one in the Discord. So ask now or forever hold your peace. Symbol says, what's Until your... next week. Well, yeah, but, you know, the Warhammer players have object permanence. I see no ob- uh, you know, evidence of that. Symbol says, what is your opinion on the tiebreaker system used in the Games Workshop GT pack where the opponent's win rate is used before victory points? Anyone want to take that one? So this is ranking people by their... Um, Win-loss first. Uh, well, obviously, that's what we always yeah. do. <laughs> that was my response as well. I was like, yeah, no, that makes sense. No, but I think what, they, what Games Workshop actually have said is mm. that it, it's based on your strength of schedule isn't it it's how good your opponents have been that was, that, number, two. That was um, number two so, so, so win loss yeah win loss is first let's pull Always. up the um it's rather than because normally most people go battle point don't they so who scored the most points in the three two bracket they come top of the three two whereas they're saying instead of doing that in the three two tiebreaker it's going to be um strength of schedule so here we go. That's what so, they recommend. Ranking players. Uh, first, by overall record, wins, losses, and draws. Makes sense to me. Yep. Second, sense, yeah. um, opponents win record. So 
as you said, win path, and then third by total victory points. So let's just assume that he meant, you know, win path and yeah, then, yeah, because yeah, that makes more sense. Because I think every tournament I've ever been to has gone, yeah, no, if you've won four games and you're, you know, the next person below you's won three. Yeah, because he said the tiebreaker system is what it means. So. To the... He did say the tiebreaker system. Yeah, so we'll just assume that was the uh, the question then. Uh, I, I Given that's what's written. <laughs> well, no. well, what's right. written is opponent's win rate before victory points. Oh, no, there we go. Ah, yeah, no, that does make sense. Oh, look, it, it something. If you ever play Ed, make sure he's read his rules properly. Um... <laughs> How dare you? How and check dare his dice. <laughs> yeah. Has he got a wet hand? If he goes for a wee, you need to follow him. He's got skid marks on his hand. <laughs> if you follow me into the bathroom, I'm not having it. That's uh... <laughs> right. That's right, Ed. I'll hold it for you. <laughs> Look, I've got at least ten people here to witness you. You know, making it inappropriate just comments. Just flew up to fourteen. Um, Look, for that. I'll hold it. He, just we know the only fan segment. We know that Tom watches these backs, and Tom is the uh, the HR of Six Plus Plus. So I'll be arranging a meeting, and uh, we'll be having a word. Uh, anyway, so back to the question. <laughs> back to the question. I I ruminated on this when uh, I read it on on Friday. Anyone else want to take it first? Win path I versus. I think it's a. Um... Because I think actually in that tournament pack game, so they do make a good argument that actually sometimes your battle point score can be quite low through no fault of your own. You just played a really, really, just two very good players played each other and then you just actually restricted each other's scores, which can artificially drop your, your points. Um, and I think that actually what that does is that creates a situation where you could be in the final of an event you could effectively be the two players that are 4-0, go into the final, lose the final, and then drop to like eighth. When actually yeah. to get to that point, you've probably had to play quite a few good players. So I think, I mean, with all of these things, there's there's ways that it, it's going to work in some people's favour and then other people are going to get screwed over by it. So there's, there's no ever going to be a perfect way of doing this. But I think it potentially does address some of the issues that come with just a binary battle points system. Um, and now they've put it in their pack. I am very much considering switching to that Ooh. method. Controversial, um, but I've never really kind of want to deviate from what the norm is. And mm. actually, if GW turn around and say, no, this we think, because I'm hoping, and uh, someone maybe at GW can correct me, but I'm hoping they have used, they've written this because they've actually done some maths or they've done some testing, they've looked at it and gone, this is a fairer way to score an event. Now, that might be wishful come thinking. Um, Buddy. <laughs> like, come on. Come on, man. They, they, as, as much grief as we give them, they've written the rules, they should have an understanding of how these sort of things work. Like That's a very arbitrary thing to change without actually having tested it or looked at it. So I have to hope that this has come from somewhere, because they've never felt the need previously to dictate how tournament organizers rank events so i think this is probably just they wrote a tournament pack for the ninth edition events that they ran and they went this is how we like doing it and then they put it in the tournament pack for the 10th edition events for everyone who wants to follow it because they did start running actual open events like big events especially in, in the, states, in the us yeah. and then they started doing them here we had one in manchester uh was it this year or was it last year, Warhammer and, Fest, year. Yeah, yeah yeah so 
I doubt they've put any serious testing into it. I think they've just looked at it and gone, I think this is the most fair way to do it, which is fair enough. Like It's, it's a lot of effort to test it, but uh, yeah. I like it. I like um, I, it's There's that time, obviously, when you're like, oh, I've had some quite big wins here. That's going to help me out. And mm. I remember LTT, I had a really rough run of the players I played but I was still like scoring really highly and it meant I got top of the two, three bracket, which was like, Oh, this was really cool. Um, but I think in reality, more often than not, it's going to feel better to be done on, um, player, um, win rate. Yeah. I think you've won me over. Um, cause when I was thinking about it, I was looking at it from the perspective of it'll suck if you smash five players who aren't as good, but you don't get into the top cut because you, you, and it's it's the other side of the coin. It's yeah. uh, it's not your fault that you played against five worst players and you maxed mm-hmm. out your score against all of them. You did everything you could in that situation. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, I think the point about when you if you lose and then dropping a lot that's a that's a great shout because we we dropped a lot of positions when we went four and one at the teams event. We dropped down to I think it was like eighth or ninth or something like that. Um, yeah, we went from being in the semi-final, so top yeah. four. Top um, four, to, was it 10th? Yeah, to down to 10th, just because we lost to England. Because oh, we got smashed Whereas by England. In, in, <laughs> no, in this, yeah. yeah, in this new system, you'd be go, oh, the system would go, actually, the only game you lost is to the best people in the event, although they didn't win in the end of the day. Second, okay, best. second best team at the uh, event. Yeah. Therefore, that should be ranked a lot higher than all the others. So, I think, is this will put the faith in the system that event as maybe first two games if you're a good player but after that you are against people of a similar skill level to you so in theory if the pairing system as the event progresses delivers what it should and i mean Mm -hmm. there's always going to be a player that potentially isn't very good games just through sheer luck and ends up somewhere higher than they should is less likely than you having a really close game with someone else that's really good and you both losing out as a result. Yeah, that was definitely the experience of... More uh... likely, yeah, more likely you're just going to play better and better and better players over the course of the event and therefore uh, the win path becomes a, as a good mechanic. Yeah. So I, I, I'm interested to try it actually and see, see what it does. Yeah, I'm not against it. I think it's absolutely fine. Um, we'll we'll give it a go and I'm sure there'll be there'll be feels bad moments, but there were feels bad different set of feels bad what are you gonna do uh existence says once the first round and the current top dogs get taken down a few pegs who do you think is looking good to come out on top next uh i will say i don't think it'll be the first set of adjustments that will change the game significantly knights might drop down a little bit but i think even if towering goes away and they change fate dice eldar are still very good and the i think knights still have a lot of play they're very efficient chassis uh but i think once we get the first set of actual FAQs and not just the, the tweaks that are coming this week, I think we will see some changes. So, uh, Chris, let's go with you first. Who do you think will be sort of the, the sleeper pick to do well? It's really hard, isn't it? Because it's, it's like, in what point are these nerfs happening, right? So, because if you take who the current do- top dogs are, mm-hmm. are they all getting whittled away? And are we just then. Let's assume that all of the top armies at the moment, you've got your knights. You've got your Necrons, you've got your Eldar. Let's say they all take some significant... Well, Necrons, hits. interestingly, had a bad win rate, didn't it? But from what I've heard, and I've not played in Simulator, but GSC sound pretty pretty 
incredible. Yeah, that was going to um, be my... A lot of people yeah. are talking about GSC, so and they're kind of one of the top armies. They're one of the armies that's able to have a great game into Eldar some of the time, um, just because they're not on the board, so yep. they can't get blown away. And they get down and get to do the nasty stuff to you. So And then when they are on the board, they fucking come back as well. Yeah, exactly that. You know, they're just playing with so many more points than you are. Yeah. <laughs> like um, even than Eldar, who have too many points to start with. Yeah, exactly. So I think and it's it's really hard to see a quick and easy fix to that. Mm. Um which I mean I, I can't I can't talk because I've not played into them, I haven't played them, I haven't experienced it. Maybe I'm completely wrong and maybe there would be one or two little changes to the regen ability or whatever. Yeah, you could just make the regen harder to do. Make yeah. it on a five for non battle line. Does that then bring them in line? Um, I'm not sure, but it sounds like GSC. Um, it's been quite interesting to hear. Like lots of people have been talking about how Necrons are like so hard to kill, but they didn't have a great win rate recently. So in that one, I haven't seen the results, but let me just put it out there: people are taking Necrons to events, and they're not taking the combination that's good because it's a very specific combination that makes Necrons really difficult to deal with. Um, you want to take a brick of either Warriors or Lich Guard. You want to put the two uh, Crypto Thralls in the squad because they don't count as a leader in terms of like the cap of one. So you can put them in. They are quite tanky. So you kill them off first and you resurrect them first. This works better in the Warrior Brick because they've got two wounds and I think a, I want to say a three up or a two up save. So they're inherently tankier, harder to shift, more value when you res them. Uh, you want to put them in range of... I think it's Cesarek that gives them basically Armor of Contempt. You want to give them the leader that gives them a 5-up feel no pain, and suddenly you've got a brick that's just mathematically almost impossible to shift. There's so you many... The reanimator by them as well. Or yeah, yes. Yeah, you put the reanimator by them. You put a Lord with a, an orb near there as well, because you can put the Lord in as well as the Crypto Thrall or whichever. Uh, I think it's the... Uh, not the Crypto Thrall. It's the Technomancer, I think, is the one that gives them the... Technomancer Resurrects. Uh, doesn't he give them a feel no pain as well? I'll be honest, I've only vaguely looked at the combo. I think, I think the Chronomancer was the invun. I think Technomancer is the one that gives the feel no pain. Anyway, one of the Mancers can go in with the Lord with the Resorb, um, and then you can you can slam the Resurrect strap multiple times in your opponent's turn. You can slam it in your own turn. You've got the, the you know the various things buffing it. You've got the Resorb. You've got the uh, the Reanimator. Sorry, I didn't realise I was boring you. Uh, <laughs> Fucking Necrons, just fucking Necrons. That that combo is absolutely snore. Um, I think that's a very good combination. The problem with that is, what do you, what does the Necron player do if you just ignore it? That'll be interesting to see because oh. you just kill everything else around it. But yeah, I don't think people are taking that combination yet because it's still sort of early doors, and it's not not as obvious as putting a Bolter Discipline, you know, Apothecary. In some desolation marines and going, I'm gonna slam Oath of Moment on your unit there. Oh, I've killed everything. Oh, that's great. That is, that's real sick, Tony. Um, so yeah, I think the the Necron players need to bust out the big brain. Um, but yeah, no, GSE is an absolutely fantastic shout, Chris. To get back to Existence's question, uh, have you got any any picks, Lewis, that you think will? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously there's a good chance that Desolators are going to get nerfed. But I suspect we will see a continuation of the Marines being good. I think there's a lot in that book that we haven't even started looking at yet um, that is going to come out. Um, and I suspect we'll still see Marines doing well. I think we always are going to have Marines 
in a lot of situations with a lower kind of win rate than you might suggest just because there's loads and loads of people playing them there's always some new yep. players but i reckon the best players will still get a lot out of marines uh, we haven't talked much about some of the 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 uh, kind of unique chapters like the Blood Angels or the Dark Angels. There's a load of good stuff in there that mm. with their some of their unique units. Space Wolves. Is, nope, again, no, no, we're not going to talk about Space Wolves. <laughs> I think like Thunderwolf Cavalry and stuff like that. I think there's, there's some really good units in there. That the, I think... the funny thing is there are actually some good units, but all of the rules around them are so dog shit that you just take them in a Gladius Task Force. And oh, you're, you're like, mean, yo, you're, hunting, <laughs> you're, not, you're not running them in the in the Blood Angels specific detachment, but I think I think you can do. You I don't know that you necessarily do, but I think. Yeah, that is okay. remove those desolators and then you force marine the good marine players to look at other things and they'll start finding stuff because there's so much in that book that yeah. I think will pop up and that will prop those marines up quite well. But I mean, you've got strong arguments for something like Thousand Sons as well to do really, really well from other stuff dropping around it because they're a bit of a sleeper at the moment. Custodies is another one, I think, as well. That... They're so good. Like, if the game ever gets to a point where melee is good, holy shit, Custodies are going to slap. Yeah. They are so good in melee. It's pretty disgraceful. Uh, I, Craig says, uh, Ed, what was that accent? It was Mockery. Uh, it's a small town just down the road from Merseyside. Uh, you might recognize it. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so are there any armies that I think, I think my hot take is Chaos Knights will be good if they fix the top armies. I actually don't think Chaos Knights is one of the top armies. I think if you want to play that towering playstyle, just go Imperial Knights. They're way better at it. But I think if towering goes away, if maybe we see a little nerf to the efficiency there, if Canis Rex gets a love tap of 50% points increase, um, please, Games Workshop, do it. I, like, you didn't 50%. want to see this. Mate, mate, look, I understand. This is another Bane moment. They're expecting one of us in the wreckage, brother. Um, I understand <laughs> that it is egregious. But do you remember when every Imperial Army took the Loyal 32 with the Castellan? We could probably see that for Canis Rex. He is that good. I don't think we will see him in every army, but we'll see him in enough, and I don't want to see that. So just make him 600 points. I'll oh, never think about him again. Um, sorry to everyone who's got one. He's a cool model, and he's, he's neat because he, he dies and he pops out and he has a little jaunt. He's like, ha-ha, I can do actions for you. Um, the little gnome that lives in the hat. But... <laughs> I, I can't remember what my point was. I've gone fully <laughs> off the rails. Um, what was I talking about? Yeah, Chaos, Chaos Knight. Because, because the Chaos Knight Wardog chassis is so good. Brigands are insane. They've still got AP2 shooting on the chain cannons if you're shooting at the closest unit, which is like really valuable rate of fire. Um, they've got ballistic skill too on all their shooting. They've got the, um, the Melter is just really valuable. Um, you've got the carnivores. Through walls. The carnivores that can walk through walls. They're 160 points, but they absolutely slap. Six attacks hitting on twos. You can have a sweep if you've got to deal with hordes. Uh, or if you're not dealing with hordes, you just crunch them with a claw because it is disgustingly good. It's the best in all circumstances. Never use the direct um, attack on the glaive. So I, I think Chaos Knights is my, like, my hot take for what's going to be best and i think if you're right if space marines do end up becoming a bit more of a meta threat um then they they're quite well equipped to deal with it because i don't really care if you're at the moment 150 point brigand it's if dead you know, it's all, definitely all dead dogs, yeah, yeah. yeah but like i've got 13 more of the fuckers or maybe even 14 more because they're just so cheap so yeah i think that's my my hot take chaos knights are the uh the one there uh, Rob says it allows scoring denial armies to have a chance to win events place high. I think that's absolutely fair. Um, I think that is something that I'm I'm looking forward to see. Happy seeing. term again. 
but I'm not looking forward to playing against because I don't want to have to think for five rounds. I'm happy to play. I'm happy to play against them once in an event and have like a really close chess match game and like come out of it win or loss and be like, fuck, that was a really good experience. Doing it five times. Oh man, I'm, my brain's just going to be coming out my ears. Sometimes you just want to go, look. I know this matchup inside out. I'm moving my stuff here. I'm rolling my dice. I'm having some good crack, uh, and that is definitely game one. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to yeah. not have to think. Game one. <laughs> Lovely stuff. I think that was all of the questions. Do we have any closing thoughts? Anyone want to just monologue for five minutes? I've been doing it, so you know, if anyone wants to have a go, you're more than welcome to. I'm all good. Can I do a shout out? It's it's gonna it get it's gonna get soppy, so uh, you uh, can cut the feed now. I Chris already knows what <laughs> I'm gonna say. I know what you're doing. <laughs> um, it was good. She's not gonna listen anyway. But um, for those of you that don't know, there is uh, uh, there is another half to Elmo Miniatures, um, i.e. the half that allows me to do my hobby and turn it into a bit of a business without uh, without complaining too much about amount of time that I spent doing it um, and uh, we were away last week and I asked her if she wanted to become Mrs. Elmo Miniatures and she said yes. I hope you didn't phrase it amazing. that way. <laughs> I, well, no, I was a bit more romantic than that because I am I am obviously a prince. Uh, <laughs> I will no, say um, she is a couldn't do it without her and i think we should all we should all value our partners those of us that are fortunate to have them that let us do the hobby let us spend our money on it and uh, and spend our time chatting on the internet about plastic toy soldiers without judging us too much so i think uh, all of us should uh, should think to our other halves i will say congratulations i deliberately held Thank off you. and i didn't say it in the chat <laughs> because you had made a rude joke about me so i thought <laughs> i'm not say it it was but quite I, good though <laughs> i did make a note to congratulate you the next time we spoke and you've just you've just jogged my memory so it, it was a great it was a great joke i can't remember what it was but it was uh it was top banter it was the monkey i think <laughs> oh yeah yeah put a picture of the new is it a new uh, age of sigma age of sigma yeah yeah it was like oh hey how much you get paid to model for games workshop <laughs> uh, with some pictures of some monkeys and uh yeah, yeah. Oh. great banter. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, perfect. Uh, fantastic. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for listening to us. Kind of just, it, is it weirdly, it, I was I thought it was going to be a bit of a filler episode, but that flowed very easily. There was a lot of stuff that just came up that was quite quite fun to talk about. Hope you all enjoyed. Yeah, what happens when you talk for two hours without anyone else doing anything? <laughs> Buddy, like, if you didn't want that, you shouldn't have turned up. <laughs> I was going to do that anyway. You can't stop me. Us being here is irrelevant. Is, uh... No, 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 because I need to drink. Um, so yeah, we've got those gaps. Is sometimes I have to ask the chat what they want when I'm doing the solo streams, which I have been really enjoying. Um, and when I've been doing those solo streams, people have been really active in the chat. So a big shout out, especially to Existence, who is here right now. Um, big fan of that because it lets me have a drink for 30 seconds and just, you know, catch my breath. So uh, thanks for being the chatters. Uh, to my solo stream, Chris and Lewis. <laughs> Couldn't have done it without you. Thanks well, for watching you all. Uh, when, when's Tom coming back? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. He can, he can supplant me again. Uh, all right. Let's call it. Cut the tape.